Welcome back to the Video Store Junkies, a podcast about movies and the experience of watching them. I'm Zachary Edgerton, and it's been a little while since we did one of these long-form episodes, which is probably to be expected. What started as a pandemic podcast was predictably interrupted by most of us getting back to some semblance of normal life. But much like the villain world we'll be talking about shortly, this podcast just won't stay dead. So tonight we're resurrecting our series for the spookiest of months, where we rank all the entries in a long-running horror franchise. Two years ago, we covered all the Halloween films, and last year we discussed A Nightmare on Elm Street. So of course, we're rounding out the big three this year by talking about the other most important horror series of the 80s and 90s. That's right. Tonight we'll be talking about the Leprechaun franchise. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about the Friday, we're talking about the Friday the 13th series, uh, which is appropriate because if you are listening to this first episode on the day that it drops, you can uh, join us Ooh. in celebrating an actual Friday the 13th. That's right. It's almost as if we've planned it that way. Uh, so before we begin, uh, let's go around the room and introduce you to all of the camp counselors here at Camp Video Store <laughs> Junkies and uh, get, get an idea of what their background and relationship is with this series. Uh, so let's start with the the head counselor. Uh, Renee, who are you? And uh, what's your... Well, you're the... You're, let's face it. You're the adult in the room, so you get to be head counselor yeah, yeah. by default. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Who yeah. are you and what's your what's your background with this this franchise? Oh boy, my name is Renee, and I, you know, gosh, this movie has just been around in my life for as long as I can remember. I don't think I ever remembered watching it for the first time. It was just always there. And <laughs> I know that you're you're going to hear this episode and you're going to think, what? But I, I love this series. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really great. Do. Well, you'll, but, you'll, you know. <laughs> you'll probably balance some of us out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then. I like it. Um, okay, well, let's go to the, uh, the the Joker, the class clown of uh, Camp Video Store Junkies. Uh, Paul, uh, who are you? <laughs> okay, I'm Paul Cardulo. And uh, so with this series, I mean, even though I was um, old enough to have seen you know them all in the theater, I didn't. In fact, I only saw two in the theater. I saw um, part three in 3D. My brother took mm-hmm. me uh, for my birthday. And talk about talk about travesties. Uh, or tragedies, I guess. Right during the most famous sequence, the the uh, the spear gun shot, the bulb went out on the camera. Oh no! And, on the on the projector, and we're all screaming, "No, no!" You could hear the music. We're like, "No, no!" We knew it was coming, and they didn't. <laughs> they, they didn't like. They didn't. They they fixed it, but didn't run it back. So oh. unfortunately, I never got to experience that in in full glorious 3D. Oh no! But then, uh, you know, then when. Uh, Friday 13th part four, the final chapter came out. My friends and I went and got saw it. Yay. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. And, uh, I guess a couple years later, I probably caught on, on, on videotape. I caught the first one and the second one, but I was like, I, I never went and saw back the rest of them till probably it's only probably about a year ago that I was like, I, you know, I should start watching these. And this is before we had talked about doing this one as a series. And I'm like, what the hell? Or maybe we did. I don't remember. It's all, all that crack I've been smoking. Oh, did I say that loud? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Um, so I, I just kind of started watching them, and uh, and and I think I got about halfway through, and I said, I can't do this. Until <laughs> we started to do this again, and I'm like, okay, and dove back in. So that's my that's my uh, that's my long sorted story with a uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Great. And uh, luckily for you, we don't we don't drug test here at uh, Camp Video Store Junkies. So <laughs> no, actually we do drug test. If you're if you're not on anything, we throw you out. Um, <laughs> and last but not least, <laughs> uh, let's go to let's go to the Tommy Jarvis of the camp, uh, Bill 
Bill, who are you? And uh, tell us about how much you love this series. See, I thought for sure you were going to say, and now we go to the crotchety old man who warns you not to go there, but you ignore <laughs> him at your peril. Mm. But I'll take Tommy You would Jarvis. be a good harbinger. I, I would be a good harbinger. I told you not to go. Yeah, yeah. Including, <laughs> including all you guys making fun of me while I'm on the phone. Um, well, I saw I saw this opening night, Friday the 13th, the original opening night. There was Ooh. no way I was not going to see it because I was a big fan of Fangoria. And they had all of the, uh, the highlights just splattered right there on the screen. Some of which we didn't get to see a whole lot of in the movie because... The censors were rearing their ugly heads. I was a huge fan of Tom Savini already. And uh, yeah, so I saw it there and just about jumped out of my skin at the shock ending. Should have seen it coming. Did not. And I've been a fan. I was I was a fan. I was a fan for the next. Okay. I wasn't a fan. Uh, we'll, we'll get to what I'm a fan of. But I've seen, <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I think, the ones that were worth seeing I saw at the theater. That's not a whole lot. There's 12 films. Yeah, okay. there's, there's, a, there's a lot that I saw, you know, with the fullness of time. It just, you know, there was nothing better on. And uh, what's my relationship with it? I, I still maintain that this is a far more rewarding series than the Halloween franchise. Because the Halloween franchise started out with one of the greatest horror movies of all time. And then cratered immediately. Which was almost bound to happen. But they really didn't even try. Whereas this one started out at a kind of level of okay mediocrity and uh, maintained it with a few dips into, geez, you're not even trying. But for the most part, this this one, you're not, you're not going to be super disappointed in any entry because why would you be? What are your expectations for a Friday the 13th movie? They're almost bound to be <laughs> it's, met. It's, yeah. it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because some of these still uh, don't reach my low bar. Uh, well, but, there uh, is one. Yeah, we'll, there is we'll one, and we'll get to it, that has a great title that promises all kinds of goodness and does not deliver. So Yeah. Uh, but by the way, sorry, Bill. I, I, if you're moving around in your chair, I think we hear it really loudly. Uh, no, no. That's, that's Shauna trying to uh, de-ice age one of our freezers <laughs> here so she can put all the... <laughs> Cake okay. pucks. She'll be okay. she'll be done in just just a moment. But Sorry. We'll she's laugh. okay. Yeah. Never mind. She's apologizing. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right, hon. If it's Shauna, no, no. If it's Shauna, <laughs> yes. It's, if it's uh, Shauna, it's yeah, yeah. They, they say it's you're fine. allowed to do it's anything. Her, yeah. If it's no. me, if, if it's you, you know, shut the rubbing fuck up. my beard but, against yeah. the uh, microphone, <laughs> yeah. then it's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, and as I mentioned, I'm Zachary Edgerton and I, uh, you know, I, I watched all of these movies or all the movies that were out. I think I've mentioned this many times before, but as a kid, uh, I was not allowed to watch horror movies. So like in middle <laughs> school, elementary school, you know, all the kids were talking about Jason and I hadn't, I was aware of this, but, uh, this franchise, I hadn't seen any of them. And then in my like mid teens, I think it was maybe 15 when I was allowed to start renting these. So I watched all of them. And kind of interesting what I remembered and uh, what I kind of forgot about the series, because I don't think I've really gone back and watched any of them since. Uh, I did watch three of these in the uh, in the theaters, uh, the, the three that came out in the 2000s, because I was working oh. at a theater uh, for that decade. So, um, so yeah, I have, I have kind of a... An, uh, an interesting relationship going back and rewatching these and uh, kind of rediscovering the, the ones that work and the ones that don't work as an adult. Well, I think we can move on and get into the meat of our conversation. And uh, so just real quick, for those of you, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes or uh, you just need a refresher or 
Uh, I'm sure some of you guys need a refresher because you're like, what the hell? How do what, what are we even doing here? Yeah. Um, so the rules are simple. Uh, we we have all ranked these films uh, one to twelve, and then I've taken everyone's rankings and I have assigned them uh, points in reverse order. So your number one film gets twelve points on down to your least favorite film gets one points uh, one point, and then I have averaged them all out. And uh, so we're going to be talking about the the films in the order that we have. Uh, scored them as an average between the four of us hmm. um and also i will note there's a there's a degree of uh, suspense here because the other i'm the only one who knows the actual order so uh, the other the other guys here don't don't know uh which order we're going to be talking about them in so Ooh, can we oh can was we... i supposed to put the number one movie tw- give it 12 uh yeah yeah if you didn't do that oh well uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh wow that's fascinating fine. How did part eight do that well? It was Renee, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I was able. Are we going to have a standard deviation? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. Standard deviation scores. I was I was able to decipher your rankings. Don't worry. Hmm. Uh, At least I think I did. It's Um, pretty easy. I'm I'm willing to bet. I I, I'll bet that we. It's very possible that everyone has a different first and second, but I'm willing to bet that the worst one pretty much <laughs> close yeah we'll we'll, we'll yeah. get into it we'll get into <laughs> it okay so so this is going to be uh this is going to be well this episode is going to be the final episode uh of this yeah that's right it's the final oh. the final episode of our rankings uh there will never be another one um oh. but we're gonna we're gonna start at <laughs> until the, next we're, year <laughs> we're gonna go back we're gonna go uh we're gonna ping pong just a little bit because we are going to go from worst to best um oh. but we're actually gonna start the conversation with uh, the best installment um, because a, I think it helps us uh, kind of kick off the conversation about this series yeah. and uh, B, I don't think there's a huge surprise uh, or maybe there is, I don't know. Cause we didn't all have this as our number one, but uh, it did average out to the number one. So um, much like our, our, I think we did this on our Halloween episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to start out with our number one, film in the friday the 13th franchise which is believe it or not uh friday the 13th that's right the 2009 remake was (laughs) (laughs) no uh so yeah number one uh this was this was the number one or number two uh choice for everyone uh this is of course the original 1980 film so this one so yeah i just want want to kick off the conversation and uh just talk about the franchise a little bit kind of framed um, in reference to this film, uh, quick f- quick facts that I'm I'm just going to give about every movie. So uh, this uh, this movie came out on May 9th, 1980. Uh, was directed by Sean S. Cunningham and written by Victor Miller. Um, super super cheap movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I guess I guess uh, adjusting for inflation, it was it was moderately cheap, mm-hmm. but uh, it cost uh, all these all these box office numbers are from thenumbers.com. So blame them if you think something's wrong. Um, but the budget was uh, $550 million, and it made uh, $39.7 million at the box office. So what? Uh, hugely, hugely successful film. Um, it was the 15th most uh, top-grossing film of the year. And I, so the, the way that I want to start this conversation off, um, and Bill, I'm actually going to let you lead here because you mentioned oh, you saw this one yeah. uh, opening night. And so my, I think my big question with this movie and obviously the reason that, I mean, the, the fact that this movie made a shitload of money is why we immediately got another one mm-hmm. uh, like a year later. Um, but why was this movie specifically such a massive hit when it came out? 
in, in large part, it was because there was such a backlash to it. Um, I, I wish I could have found it. Uh, I didn't have time to, to look. Siskel and Ebert did a review, and they didn't just give it a bad review. I would expect them to give it a bad review. It's certainly not their kind of film. Hmm. They gave it one of the worst reviews anything can have. I, as I recall, and maybe this is in my imagination, but as I recall, Gene Siskel essentially said, could everyone go get a pencil and a piece of paper? And he waited a little bit, and then it's like, here's the address I want you to write your letters of complaint to. Ah. Um, oh, wow. They, they went after Betsy Palmer. Why would a good actress be in this what? filth? This, this was not just a bad film. This was oh. a representation of all that was wrong with with society and film and those kids today and it was a cynical <gasps> oh. money you know grab for money as opposed to you know the art that most hollywood films are uh, it, I mean, they, they hated this movie absolutely absolutely hated it and you know you're a kid and you're looking at these two grown-ups telling you you can't go see something you were there. Now, I don't remember if, if I saw the review before I saw the movie, because I saw the movie pretty early on. And things were released differently back then. I saw it opening night. It may not necessarily have been opening weekend, because that's not how things were released back then. They kind of would go around the country and pick up steam. And But this, uh, man, the crowd was packed. There was a great, it had a great um, ad, a trailer. And... Um, it, it, it just it just hit the, the the graininess of it, the cheapness of it. Horror looks good when it's cheap. Fantasy looks like pants. Science fiction, unless it's dystopian, looks terrible. But cheap horror actually looks better than slick horror. One reason why the remakes of these 80s films usually underperform. Um, the first kill. And we were in for the ride. I mean, people knew. I think people knew what to expect. I certainly knew what to expect because I read Fangoria. I don't know about the rest of the crowd. When that first woman is killed in broad daylight with a throat slit effect that is still one of the best throat slit effects. Where, you know, you're used to watching films where they cut away. Or, you know, something, it, it's obvious. And this is all like watching a magician showing you how the trick is done. And it's still, you can't figure out how it's done. It was just, it was so good. Savini really, really stretched the boundaries of what we had seen before. So, and, and then of course it had an ending that every single person was talking about on Monday when we went back to school. Everyone. Mm. You know, people who either saw the movie or had heard about it from someone else, everyone was just raving about it. You had to go see this. You had to. I, I don't know if there was anyone in high school who didn't go see it. The, the kids, maybe. All right, that one loser kid who wasn't allowed to see horror movies until he was 15, <laughs> but he had no friends and he sat alone at the you know, lunchroom True. table, so whatever. Hey, I was only 12, so be nice to me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, and, and it was it was my choice for second, but it, it's definitely up there. Now, is it a great movie? No. Is it a great popcorn horror movie? Yes. It does what it was meant to do. And yes, Gene and, and, and Roger, up in heaven or hell or wherever you are. Uh, yeah, it was a cheap, cynical money grab. <laughs> Hello. It's an exploitation horror movie. It did It did what it was supposed to do. It showed us some things we hadn't seen before. Was it the start of uh, a genre, the slasher genre, which is among my least favorite in horror? Yes, I have zero love for slasher movies. Uh, there, I have some. I have some slasher movies I love, but it's because they bring something else to the party. You know, like a Mario Bava film or a Dario Argento film. Yeah, those are great. Um, people saw this and it's like, wow, we can make a cheap movie 
and make a lot of money. And, and they did. I mean, it's hard to imagine just how many carbon copies came out. And most of them were completely unrewarded. Just no style at all. I wouldn't say this is a, a movie that just knocks you out of the park with its direction or anything, but it's competently made. It does what it's supposed to do. It really is like what it what it is, a campfire story. If any of you ever went to summer camp, mm. this is the sort of nonsense yeah. that you'd be talking about around the campfire. It was, it, I mean, really. Well, from, I think. It, no, go ahead. I was say, you were talking about style. I think part of it was, I mean, at least with this one, to me, it, it is actually pretty atmospheric. I think for this one, and and I think because also because it's the the killer is you know seeing from the killer's point of view a lot of the times. I don't know. It just has a bit more atmosphere to me than mm -hmm. um, so it does. I think have a little bit more style. At least for me, that's kind of why. I, that's why I, I ranked it, you know, at the top myself. Yeah, because um, well, it's it also one I could watch again. Right. It definitely has style compared to some of the others, and and again, <laughs> it's very twisty at the ending. The the killer is not who you expect. Although as soon as she shows up, you know, come on, duh. You can win a lot of trivia points too if you if you ever go to Halloween night at you know trivia contests like. Who was the killer in Friday the 13th in the original <laughs> film? And everybody puts, Jason was, well, and you, like, ha, ha, no, he wasn't. No, every, <laughs> everyone everyone knows that now, though, because of right, uh, right. Scream. Yeah, so, that, that's right, that's uh, right. Right. Rene, you have this at your your tippy top. What, do you, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the enduring uh, attraction of this film? You know, there's, I think there's just something that's sort of simple about it. You know, they, they're not really trying too hard in any particular area. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Except for Tom Savini. Well, yeah. no, well, no, I mean, the story. Like, they're not trying yeah. to overcomplicate yeah. things with some bullshit. Like, I have right. telepathy mm -hmm. story. Um, <laughs> so we get kills really quickly. You know, it's just they kill teenagers. I mean, what's not to like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I did, I did have. Uh, and a cute dog. This movie has the uh, the three B's of great cinema, and that is uh, blood, boobs, and bacon. Ah, so, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, ticks, it ticks all three all three boxes for me. I, yeah, so you know, I had this as number. 11. <laughs> it's funny though, like ranking these movies, because like I had this, uh, or, or yeah, I had this as number two. I give it mm. eleven points, but even then, I, I had some thing. Like I, I, the the notes I took were actually not uh, super favorable. Because mm -hmm. I really do think that uh, watching this at, as a like a modern uh, audience member, like it actually does feel like at, at times a very tedious film. Like I genuinely believe that they had, I don't know, maybe a sixty-minute movie, but the studio told them they needed ninety minutes to actually get into the theaters. Um, but then, then like the end like Betsy Palmer just comes in and actually does save the movie with her performance. Cause she's the only like really memorable. Mm -hmm. I mean, even bacon, like I love bacon, but man, he's, he's got nothing to do here. Right. Like, sure, um, yeah. but just yeah, Betsy Palmer comes in and it's just freaking amazing and creepy and super memorable. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> no, no. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, did... say, I, <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. Um, I, I did actually have one one thing that was kind of interesting here, though. So this this movie came out in 1980, um, and we talked about on our uh, on our earlier episode about Halloween. Halloween came out two years prior in, in 78, and at the time, I think it was the uh, most profitable film of all time, uh, just based on its you know uh, uh, budget to to revenue. 
But um, this movie actually doesn't really seem to like I, I went into this expecting to be like, oh, yeah, ob- it'll be obvious that they were trying to trying to chase Halloween. And I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of interesting because it, it occurred to me watching this. They're not actually trying to chase Halloween. They're trying to chase a completely different movie. Um, and that movie is Psycho. Mm-hmm. Like the there's a mystery. You're not sure who the killer is. Um, even the score, Harry Manfredini's score, the very shrill strings uh, is really reminiscent of the Psycho uh, theme to me. And even like the the twist at the end is almost like a, an inverse because the the mom is like channeling the the kid. Uh, so I don't know. I, am I am I crazy here, or was this almost like a low rent Psycho more than it was? I would say low rent Halloween, but lo- Halloween was arguably low rent in terms of its uh its budget i think that's actually a pretty good observation i hadn't thought about that but yeah i mean mm-hmm. when psycho came out wasn't it considered even though it was hitchcock weren't people like kind of scandalized that it was you know so violent yeah. and that I it mean, was well, a, a woman you know, gets people, killed people were like well, he's doing a horror yeah so I, I i think it i think that's a really good observation i hadn't thought about that um but now, yeah I, because it's interesting i mean that the title definitely was you know they thought of it for this one they thought of the title and Sean S. Cunningham said, yeah, we, we were trying to just ride the coattails of Halloween. But like you said, the story isn't, you know, they, they, they don't follow that aspect of it. Yeah. And then they do, they go on to set up a lot of the tropes that um, I think more so than Halloween did. You know, th- I think this was a, the origin of a lot of the tropes that we see in the slashers in terms of, you know, no, no sex, no drugs, um, those kind of things. Well, I think, I think the other film that, it's often compared to is Mario Bava's Twitch of the Death Nerve, which it pretty much copies. Uh, by, by the by, the second film they actually out and out rip off one of the deaths there. But Twitch of the Death Nerve yeah. is about people on an island who are being killed off one by one in different and very gruesome graphic ways, and it's mm-hmm. not who you expect it was. So, you know, but now whether any of the filmmakers had actually seen that, it's not a film I think that got a lot of show, but I just like to pimp Bava anytime I can. Definitely, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll see some uh, parallels there. But yeah, yeah, I think there's something to be said for the whole psycho thing. Well, I bet that's the first time that they've ever mentioned Hitchcock and Friday the 13th in the same, uh, same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, kinda, I mean, he was, uh, he was still alive at the time. I wonder if he ever saw it and was like shaking his fist. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't know. Any any other thoughts on this? Uh, it's kind of it is a very very weird installment because the fact that it was so popular and yet uh, the the thing that people think of when they think of Friday the Thirteenth has nothing to do with, with this movie. Uh, it's mm. kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the other thing is just the the the, the brilliant thing that they I don't think they did they do it intentionally for a sequel or did they just we wanted to have a second shock ending of the the whole dream sequence where, you know, Jason pops out of the water and grabs her. Was that do 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 we know if that was something that like they they thought of, they set that up potentially, or if that was just like a, oh, you know, we want to have some other additional shock ending. Do you guys know? I, after Carrie, after Carrie, a, a shock ending is oh. considered you know pretty good, a pretty good yeah. Move. Mm. Yeah, but what were you I, saying, Zach? I, I do. I, get, I do. I do kind of feel like it's not setting up for a sequel because it does. Uh, it it does only make sense in the idea in the concept of being uh, a dream sequence, right? Because okay, I mean, yeah. he's he's still a kid when he comes right, out, yeah. so it's it just doesn't make any sense at all. 
Um, he's a, he's a zombie like hero. Of course, they're not gonna they're not gonna desecrate their having got turned out to be a zombie. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into some of the. There, there are some interesting uh, lapses in like continuity. Oh, you uh, think. But we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh what, watching watching all these movies back to back to back is uh, yeah. definitely definitely experience um cool well uh yeah if we don't have anything else to to discuss for this one that was a pretty pretty light one. Uh, oh yeah i will say i actually went back and uh just for the sake of comparison uh i went and did some calculations based on uh the like uh, inflation adjusted gross because i was kind of curious uh, mm-hmm. how these how these movies actually did compare to each other um and this one and and uh if this is just based on like an inflation calculator uh anyone who wants to be like well actually you have to take into account the cost of tickets no i don't care <laughs> i j- literally just went to the inflation count cal- calculator uh so based on when it was released versus when we were recording this uh, i think this one had a an, a an inflation adjusted gross of about 149 million dollars which is kind of insane um <laughs> Cool. Well, okay. So that is our tippy top of the pile. Um, But now we're going to go all the way back down to the bottom of the pile and start working our way back up. (laughs) And I almost feel like we're going to have more to say about some of these other movies um, because they get pretty weird and pretty bad. Um, so let's go down all the way to our 13th installment. That's right. Oh, wait, there, there's not a 13th installment. Uh, how they have not made a 13th movie yeah. just to call it Friday the 13th, the 13th. Part 13. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Hollywood? Yeah. Um, get your shit together. No. Um, so, uh, okay, we're going to go down to number 12, though. <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. Uh, yep. and this is a movie that... Uh, so there were a couple of movies that I thought it was really interesting that we... Um, definitely had some disagreements about where they kind of land in the rankings here. Uh, but we, this was almost unanimous. Paul had to screw it up for all of us. But, uh, <laughs> <Paul>. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I it wasn't it me. Oh, I thought it was going to be me. Oh, this is fantastic. No. Okay. No, I think it was too. What's that? I already settle myself. Oh, no, I'm curious. Oh, go ahead. Go, go. I'm just okay. No, uh, and and tell me, tell me, I, I went back like three or four times to make sure that I had all the rankings correct. Uh, tell me if I'm, I've screwed any of these up. But, uh, yeah, I believe Bill, Renee, and I had this as our bottom film, and Paul had this second to last. <laughs> so, believe it or not, uh, the worst film in the Friday the 13th franchise is Friday the 13th. And now I actually am yes! talking about the 2009 <laughs> remake. Um, for those of you who don't know, this was released, uh, appropriately enough, Friday the 13th in February 2009. Um, it was directed by uh, award-winning director Marcus Nispel, who I believe had won the Academy Award for his Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. But uh, this is a uh, this is a, a Platinum Dunes special, and for those of you who don't know, I think it's still around. Platinum Dunes was uh, making a shit ton of these remakes in the like early to mid 2000s. And it was Michael Bay's production company. Uh, so there's a lot of Bayham. There are a lot of Bay fingerprints all over this movie, in my oh. opinion. This one, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of surprised this, they didn't follow on this because it. Uh, this was a, a $17 million movie. It made $65 million. It made a fortune. I can't. Uh, I, I also yeah. cannot believe they didn't. They didn't immediately make another one. So. Yeah, no, I'm uh, pleased they didn't. This well, <laughs> well, you're not you're not wrong. Now I know that there are a bunch of weird rights things. Uh, 
related to this franchise. We'll talk about that a little bit when we get to um, the the '90s movies. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think even now, I actually I was reading something uh, there like just recently. There was actually because uh, uh, well. I guess we'll talk about it in a little bit, but yeah, there, there's a lot of legal wrangling over this. But let's get to our discussion of this piece of shit. Um, okay, so this is this is I'm gonna I'm gonna li- I'm gonna kick this off because I think this is a really interesting movie in that um, I kind of feel like uh, you know like you have your little brother and you pick on him and you make fun of him, you push him around all the time, uh, and then you see some other kids picking on him and you like go up and you get really angry. Because only you were allowed to like pick on your your little brother. That's kind of the way I feel about this movie. Because I have very little love for this franchise. I I don't really understand its popularity. Um, I don't really especially like a lot of these movies. But even this movie makes me a little angry <laughs> because it's so bad. Uh, I don't know who who wants to uh, who wants to explain why this was either their their last or second to last film on their list. Oh, Renee, uh, I think you had you had. Yeah, so, go ahead, Renee. I'm throw it to you because because yeah. you and I had just talked briefly, and you had you said some stuff I thought was really good. So yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh my god. <sighs> okay, so they're remaking Friday the Thirteenth, but they open it with the spoiler to the fucking movie. Like, so they didn't remake <laughs> that movie. They really mm-hmm. remade the second movie. Mm. Oh, but and everything was just so over the top. Like, seven minutes into the movie, and they're talking about drinking each other's pee. And, like, <laughs> the, the rednecks are, like, the rednecks are extra rednecky. The douches mm-hmm. are extra douchey. Like, I don't think any of these people even liked each other, much less are all friends that want to go on vacation together. Oh, my God. And then it just felt, I think, actually, the only thing I really kind of liked about it is that we got to kill fairly quickly. And also that like the quote final girl that we all thought was going to be the final girl (laughs) ended up dying. So that was pretty great, (laughs) but it really, it felt like a Texas chainsaw massacre movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It felt like somebody presented that script and they were like, Oh shit, we just made one of these. Um, Can we just make it a Friday the 13th instead? And they said, Oh yeah, that's cool. Cause like, when has Jay ever kept people hostage? Jay? <laughs> we, well, you know, we've known each other I love for a it. Long time. I love it. Yeah. Wow. So, you know. Like, why well, don't I don't I don't I don't anyway. Because because it was they, very they, upsetting. they ramped up the sadism in this film. And and I'm not trying to defend yes. The, yes. the other films, but the other films, he's a force of nature, he kills, yeah, that's what he does. But in this one, it's yeah. it's sort of Freddy fying it where he's he's enjoying the kills and he's prolonging the kills. Um, yeah. yeah, this this just yeah, this it's, is, it was, it's a mean spirited movie. Than, it's more than... brutal and mean spirited. It doesn't bring <laughs> anything to the table that's new. Here's an opportunity to take something and do something with it. And all they really did was use digital effects, which mm. uh, I don't think are good. I mean, they're okay, but they're obviously digital effects. When you see something, here's the thing: when you see something on the screen that cannot be done, cannot be done, no matter how skilled you are, you can't do it. To me, it takes away some of the enjoyment of the film when you watch a good Tom Sabini effect, like that first throat slit. I'm like, damn, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, but but I knew it was real. I mm-hmm. knew he did do it. He was just skilled enough to hide all the edges and, and get everything and they rehearse. It probably took them hours to shoot this one thing as opposed to the minutes it took to film. Okay, now here's where the digital machete is going to go into you. 
just pretend like a machine yeah. is going, <laughs> and and then we see it and like, well, that's obviously not real. There's no attempt to, you know. Uh, so, I, you know, there's something to be said for H.G. Lewis's crap movies. When a woman gets a tongue torn out of her face, you know that they had a sheep tongue doused in pine saw because it was hot yeah. out there and it was going bad. And they, and they convinced this woman to shove a sheep's tongue into her mouth and then pretend to pull it out. Oh, wow. Damn, that's way grosser than than actually what's being portrayed on the screen. That's that's one reason why those movies <laughs> still work. This is a soulless. It's a cynical, soulless money grab, even for a Friday 13th movie. <laughs> They, they had it and they well, spent you know, I th- I th- 19 million dollars yeah. on this the others 19 million dollars the others wish they had that kind of money and this is what they got yeah well yeah i mean i, th- I think what both of you guys had said about it the it, it just it's the, the the series in general is to me is about creative creative kills you know yes. right uh, right well, the fun part about the series is let's do something unusual the way we kill somebody um i mean there's a lot of repetition but still generally it's it's the the creativity there it's hard to say Mm -hmm. but um but not the not the this seemed like more like torture porn they were too concerned on let's have the people screaming in terror as we're slowly killing them there were only only, yes (laughs) there were only two kills in this i think that that to me were fun and that was the guy getting the arrow through his throat on the boat because it was just like boom, and then the the topless ski water skier. Not because she was topless, not that it hurt, but still, <laughs> mm-hmm. just the look on her face when he jams the the machete through the slats into her head and pulls her up, and then she slides. Off. Yeah, that was good. To me, that was actually kind of fun, and I was like, oh, but you know, and I wanted to like this one because I'm like, you know, we've had a lot of different kind of Jasons. And okay, this looks like this is going to be more like a hunter Jason. We've had mm-hmm. some Jasons that had a little bit more thought to them than others. Um, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, it's it's you know, or, but no, it just, yeah, I yeah. I think Renee, you, you hit the nail on the head with the Friday the, the um the chainsaw. I'll yeah. be happy to Comment. put this in the rankings when we watch that series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I, that's actually an. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, and and this kind of goes back to the the age old question that philosophers have debated for for many many years: fast zombies or slow zombies. I don't like this sprinter Jason here. This swimmer. Body oh my Jason. god! Yes. He's a, Jason <laughs> right. Because you big, could tell he was jacked under yeah, that. He is a big. I've never wanted guy. to see Jason <laughs> naked before. He 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 is he's not chasing you down. You're running. And, and he just goes at a nice steady pace, but he doesn't tire. He's He does cardio. He works out. But, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and when he catches you, it's all over. He is the inevitability of death. You can you can do what you want to put it off, but he is going to run you down because he never tires. Jason never sleeps. There's That should be the title of the next one. J- Friday the 13th, Jason mm. never sleeps. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, no, this is silly. So oh, we're, we're going to make them faster. This is the, their solution to everything. We're going to remake Godzilla, but our Godzilla is going to be fast and lean. And 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 okay, so so not Godzilla is what you're saying, right? Uh, okay. They just well, the, the, one other thing that really got me on this film that really made me was that it was so dark, and maybe yeah. it was the copy I was watching. <laughs> I had to go back and bring it up on a laptop and and mess with the the contrast and go. Oh no! If I if I get to the point where I can kind of see it, blows everything else out. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, I get the idea. It's in the woods. It's dark. It's creepy. It's like, but but they're like inside half the time, and I can't see what's going on. And it's like half the time I wasn't even sure who like which guy's <laughs> running through the woods yes. right now. Uh, I I don't really know. 
So yeah. the, the the lighting was terrible, and also I I wrote uh, the note I took was that like there are so many action scenes where everything is super close up, and so mm. it's badly lit and it's like badly filmed Composed, and yeah. yeah, like the yeah that like the final confrontation with. Uh, Jared Padalecki. I don't even know what his character's name is, but <laughs> him and Jason. I just I had no clue what the hell it's was so going true, on. So true, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, I couldn't even tell where. Pl- I couldn't even tell like the geography of, mm-hmm. of where they were half the time. It's like, wait, are they in the 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 you know, Jason's <laughs> tunnels or what the hell is this? I don't know. You know, yeah. I couldn't tell what was going on. Yeah, Jason's not tunnels. not the not the greatest visual storytelling <laughs> in this one uh also do, do you guys you guys watch these in in order for your rewatch right yeah or, yeah yeah so, i watched so like, them in order but then i watched when i rewatched i kind of skipped around a little bit which is kind of how i ended up changing some of my okay around well I, I was just i was wondering because i was like i i watched this i watched these in order so i watched this last so i watched this like i don't mm. know five days ago and i remember it the least like like yeah oh, nothing yeah. Just, about this movie stuck no. with me oh yeah now, now it yeah. may be that, that, i'm like that, oh it's the guy from yeah the guy who looks like scott Bayo from uh, uh that one sitcom isn't it oh yeah. A, yeah no no I, lo- I love him he's that he's the uh the lawyer in silicon valley i don't remember his name but yeah i actually do love him now it may be zach that that part of your brain that can that can hold friday the 13th information is now well and truly full and, and <laughs> could be, you know. could be. It, it only has enough room for eleven installments, yeah. and this was just too much. That's possible. You know, this That's this possible. movie is so, it's the most recent movie. It's also so dated. the The whole thing, the whole thing that this revolves around looking for like a marijuana mm. plant in the middle of the forest yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I can just imagine <laughs> yeah. kids in the future are going to watch this film and they're like, "Why are they?" doing that when yeah. they could just go down the street to the weeds to the are us franchise yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know weeds are us <laughs> now if they yeah. were looking for tobacco plants that would be different sure yeah. <laughs> right right yeah. yeah bill it's actually do you do, do you remember do you remember uh johnny mnemonic <laughs> where, oh where uh yeah i know i know that's the that's no one <laughs> yeah. will ever answer oh, yes to that yeah. But yeah, where he's like he's he's the courier, but he's like yeah, I had to I had to dump some long term memory to make space, and there and someone asked him like what does that mean? It's like he gave up all of his like childhood memories. Oh like, yeah, that's me. I gave I had to I had to give up all. So yeah, I don't remember any of my uh, my birthday parties now, but I remember all the all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Well, every time you've um, described well, you a childhood the... memory, it's horrible. So I, I would I could see where you would probably oh, volunteer for electroshock. <laughs> God. And the thirteenth will probably be a two-parter, so it's good. You can- oh, yeah. Oh, even that better. That is true. Yeah, even better. That is true. If, if we follow, yeah, if we follow the the current uh, Hollywood uh, style, then yeah. Mm. Or, but we won't know until the the, the credits roll and the the title comes up. Friday the thirteenth, thirteen. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> one. I hope it's I hope it's a two-parter, and they film it in like that sixty frames per second Hobbit vision thing mm. that makes makes even yes. multi-million-dollar <laughs> movies look like the cheap-ass stuff you see when you go into Costco, yeah. and they're trying to sell you a big-screen TV. So here's tulips that look like you're looking out a window. For that price, I'll just it. plant a bunch of tulips outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> well, then then Jason well, will look been, like he's moving really fast. Four, yeah, since it's been what fourteen years since the last one, does that mean? It'll be like a lega sequel to the reboot. Mm. Uh, I don't okay, understand. So, so my god. So I, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think I'm going to jinx it by saying this, but um, yeah. I. I am kind of surprised. So this came out in 2009. Yeah. The shocking. Elm Street remake came out in 2010. They were both pretty successful. 
I am halfway surprised they did not make a Freddy versus Jason part two and have those yeah. two, the, the Freddy and Jason remakes fighting each other. Right, right. Um, like, because they oh. can squeeze all the laugh, all the humor out of it. Yeah, they, these two miserable <laughs> creatures fighting each other with no laughs. Yeah. Absolutely no reason to go see it. Oh. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. smell Jason would fuck him up. Oh, totally. <laughs> with uh, Jack, Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley, yeah. yeah. Freddy. Split him in yeah. half. Oh, uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I feel no, actually, he's like I don't, I don't feel bad for anyone. Well, uh, yeah, I don't feel bad for anyone involved in this movie. I do feel, kind of feel bad for for Jackie Earl Haley because I think he was trying in that movie. Yeah, oh um, yeah, he was good. No, it's, it's like, fine. yeah, the the only the only part about this movie I actually do like, uh, like Jared Padalecki. I haven't really, I I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce his name, but um, I think it is. So uh, I, I kind of wish that he had been in a better Friday the Thirteenth movie because like I actually understand mm. why he's he's got a fandom. Um, but yeah, so, so I did like my, my last note on this was, uh, I think my, the thing I'm really disappointing in this movie and and you kind of mentioned it, Renee, that like the opening scene, like speed runs the entire first film in like three lines. And then we get this weird mashup of part two and part three. And it's, it's like, it's not, it's not the, it's not this movie's fault that the Jason lore is so thin, um, but it is it's the fault of this movie that it, it doesn't really try to like rise above that at all and and it's one of those it's one of those weird things where you go back and read interviews like I was kind of skimming I didn't do a ton of research because there are so many movies but I was reading some like quotes from the, the the screenwriters and they were talking about you know staying true to Jason and you know uh, staying true to the legacy and all that and I'm like but you didn't really do anything interesting you just kind of like rehashed uh what was already there and you did i don't know i, th- I think that there was like the fact that it's so thin like a re there there is a world where a remake added some interesting backstory or something i don't know but uh this ain't it so yeah well zach zach you're forgetting the part that they explained how jason survived all those years in the woods because he, he was a hunter and he oh, set up God. traps right so there you go yeah so i was just like that was the one thing i was like that, that didn't necessarily need to and you know need to be yeah be explained right the other funny thing is when you're when you're talking about that i, I just realized oh yeah and they also did the whole oh we got to have potato sack jason and now mm-hmm. we'll have we'll yeah. have just inexplicably have him find the hockey mask and like mm-hmm. okay yeah right and he picks it up because he's like oh yeah i should be wearing this yeah, yeah it's <laughs> i think too one of the things i like about so him and historically is that he would just kind of kill people with what was around yeah mm-hmm. like he, yeah yeah, he would like just happen to have this, and he would creatively find a way to kill someone with it. And it's now it was like hands. he had his little shed full of tools. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he doesn't have a shed of tools. <laughs> I think I think that's, that's actually you know I, I was kind of thinking about this too because like I think that Jason is at his best when he is kind of an unthinking killing machine. Yeah. Um, like when you compare and contrast him to Michael Myers, like Michael Myers is a a stalking predator, right? He like he's mm-hmm. the yeah. Uh, he's he's the predator that will uh, stalk his prey across hundreds of miles and wear them down and finally pounce. And Jason is more of a territorial predator where you're probably okay if you don't come into his backyard, but if you do, yeah. um, he's gonna just wreck you, um, right? For for no reason other than you're in his backyard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's he's basically the ultimate fuck around and find out character. <laughs> I love it. And yeah, I, th- I think I think I, I wasn't even thinking about that in relation to this film, but I, I think you're ex- absolutely right that yeah, it's just he feels too purposeful in this movie, and mm-hmm. uh, also yeah, kind of uh, kind of torture porny. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I think there were there. I mean, this was around the time that the Saw and, you know, the Hostel movies had come out. And yeah. I have. Yeah. No. Now that you mentioned that, I think they were 100 percent chasing that. Yeah. We've talked about this movie more than it deserves. <laughs> but isn't it interesting? <laughs> we had more to say about this than we did about the one we yeah. all liked. Yeah. True. Right. True. So I am um, curious now. What is, what was Paul's last favorite? Does that come next? Maybe? Uh, it's it it's well. No, this this was his second to last. Uh, so yeah, yeah right. Last. That's what I'm saying is it's it's what, funny. What was my worst? It's it's funny that you would you would ask that. Um, is it? Because yeah, did I make a segue? You you made a perfect segue. Uh, oh, good deal. Yeah, All right, so I was done off. then. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're gonna we can move on to our eleventh entry. Um in our rankings and yeah this was paul's least favorite movie uh so i'm gonna let him kick off and tell us why friday the 13th part 7 the new blood is the worst <laughs> of all friday the 13th movies well i mean at, at this point it was the formula was getting really old i mean they were trying to do um and i guess for me the reason why i ranked it less and it's it's not their fault so much because apparently this one got let's put it this way the censors went at it as if it was as if they were Jason. Um, <laughs> this one had this one was like seemed to be like the most bloodless of all of them, and like you didn't you're like oh I'm gonna see oh, I didn't see any ah oh I didn't see it I didn't oh I didn't see it and apparently they filmed most of that they filmed a lot of the stuff and it just all got cut out and so to me it was so it was it was one of the ones where I'm just like oh God is this movie over yet and so I had I had sw- I I was I wasn't I was on the fence between the 2009 one and this one and i had to sit there and go which one if you put a gun to my head would i say pull the trigger before i i watch either probably be both but i'd be a little less likely than for the 2009 one if they would adjust the contrast so maybe i could see what was going on um so that's what this i mean the only other interesting thing on this one the whole time i, I kept waiting for weekend at bernie's for him to like kill him and then use him like a puppet like that didn't happen and so i was disappointed that was that's you know that's why I got off the road to the bottom because like they didn't even weaken to Bernie's him, they were gonna weed eater him, but then you didn't even see it. Oh, <laughs> that would have been mm. funny. Although I think I think what was wasn't weekend of Bernie's a year after this? I think could be, mm. could be. yeah. But, but then they would have been prescient and they would have you know yeah. known yeah. that's what they could have done. To, to put to put it in the context, by the way, uh, for those of you keeping score, this was uh, this was the 1988 installment. It came out May 13th. Ooh, another another actual Friday the 13th release. This was directed by John Carl Buchler. You guys are big Buchler fans, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> written by Daryl Haney and uh, Manuel Fidello. And uh, if you're wondering, what else has Manuel Fidello ever written? Uh, apparently I was nothing. wondering that. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, the, the budgets were getting kind of bigger here. Uh, this one had a $2.8 million budget. Still made $19 million at the box office, but... Uh, by this point, uh, the movies, they, these were kind of slipping. This was the 56th uh, top grossing film of the year. Yeah, Bill uh, or Renee, what are your what are your thoughts on the the Jason versus Carrie aesthetic? Yeah, I, I rated this uh, better, but not because I like it more. You, when, once you get to these last few, it's basically, do you want a shit sandwich or shit soup? It's like, oh, anything without shit in it? No, no, and then yes. so really, what difference does it make? <laughs> you know, it's it's, yeah. it's terrible. The the carry thing comes out of nowhere. I mean, that's that's this is like the cousin Oliver of film things when you when you start bringing out <laughs> psychics and stuff. Uh, it, in 
Oh, come on. It's, it's just dopey. <laughs> dopey, dopey, dopey. It's got nothing going for it, but it didn't. The reason it, I, I rated it better than the ones that I put at 11 and 10 is um, it didn't offend me in some way. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and the oh. ones that I put there, just personally, they have something about them. Maybe it's just the title, <laughs> but it bugs me. And, and But this is this is a complete waste of time. Absolute waste of time. And and I don't think anyone has any intention of, hey, what are you going to bring back the psychic girl? No, please, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Um, yeah, for, for for reference, Bill, Bill you you and I actually had this. Uh, we both had this as ninth at, on our okay. list. So I think, and I think we agree that okay? it's not it's not a a good film by any stretch oh, of the no. imagination. But there are absolutely three movies that are uh, more offensive than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Renee, Renee had it second to last. Paul had it last. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's kind of interesting too, because like uh, I, I think you'll hear me talk a lot about, uh, in some of these uh, conversations. That, that uh, like watching up through this installment, I kept just wanting more plot. I was like, give me something, give me, mm. you know, give, give me something that's not just Jason randomly killing people. And then this this movie absolutely gives us uh, more right. plot, except it's a whole weird side plot yeah. of this like someone who was reading like on a Stephen King binge. Um, Daryl Haney, I'm looking at you. Yeah, and yeah, definitely on a Stephen King binge, and it was like, ooh, what if like Firestarter slash Carrie. Uh, fought Jason like this is a weird fanfic because yeah, it's just that's, that's uh, yeah a really I don't good know point. I, this yeah the the whole the whole weird subplot of her yeah her killing her dad and then the yeah the you know B- Bernie uh, I can't remember his name in the movie or the actor's name so we'll just call him Bernie um, Bernie uh, trying to uh, yeah harness her power it's just it's just it's just I mean who cares yeah. um, yeah. So yeah, uh, and then I mean, uh, I also had, oh oh the, the the girl's name is Tina. I only know that because I wrote it down in my notes because I wrote uh, Tina telekinetically throwing a potted plant at Jason. Maybe the top ten stupidest <laughs> moments uh, in the series. So um, see that that, that yeah. gets me too. That is weakness. They get yeah yeah pot. Um, they, they give these characters whenever they have like a psychic or something, and they have these power. They have telekinesis. Like you could take out. You could clear Russia out of the Ukraine if you really had telekinetic powers mm. and stuff. The things you could do. But it's like they're so unimagined. I'm going to throw a potted plant at you. It's it's like when, when Green Lantern has a <laughs> ring that can do anything, and all he ever does with it is make a big fist. <laughs> ah! Come on, Green Lantern. Yeah. Show a little imagination here. But, yeah, it's... It's oh dumb. Just dumb. I mean, I guess I guess to be fair, she was she could barely move the uh, the matchbook. But yeah, you'd think mm. that she could just like, I don't know, rip his, you know, machete arm off or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. And also, like, uh, let's talk a little bit. I am curious. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys had any notes about the design of Jason in this one, because this is uh, since we're jumping around, it's kind of erratic. But this is where yeah. like he's the, the full on zombie Jason era. Yeah. Where, um, he's he's so obviously a zombie that his entire like you basically see a skeleton on his back. Uh, the design is kind of neat from a makeup standpoint, but I also mm-hmm. just I don't know. It just seems like we're it's we're in goofball mode here. Yes. Mm. Well, I, I think they were trying. I think they were trying to go with because he'd been underwater and kind of rotting. I guess. Right. Is is yeah, is sense. my thought is yeah, that he's waterlogged. He's waterlogged. But I think they did a. You know, there's another film where they do a, a much better version of that. Um, Again, but, though, zombies should not yeah, be I think, strong. I think, their their muscles are torn up and it and and. You know, oh well, let's not get started on that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that is true. He's he's basically like meat uh, sloughing off his bones, and yet he's yeah. still as strong as he is. I, I also I also love the continuity <laughs> of the series because uh, and again we'll we'll get to uh, we'll we'll get to the the older ones, but uh, I think it was yeah yeah it's it's the one right before this uh, in in Jason lives. Like there's a whole plot point about they don't call the town Crystal Lake anymore um, because they they didn't want to be associated with uh, you know the killings and then in this in this installment we're just back to Crystal Lake because who cares <laughs> the the only thing the only thing about this movie that is even remotely notable in the uh, like watching the entire series is I totally forgot that uh, Jason X actually pays homage to this one because this is the first time that he puts someone in a sleeping bag and. Bashes them. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's the best scene in this movie. The best scene. uh, It's not saying much, but yeah, definitely. And it was a yellow (laughs) sleeping bag. It reminded Mm -hmm. me very much of um of prophecy. Prophecy. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like that. I felt like it had to be an homage to the prophecy, but that was just me projecting. (laughs) Which uh, then again makes sense because because did Jason sort of look like a giant salami bear? He, he sort of did. did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any any other thoughts on on uh, part seven, the new blood here? Before we move on. Mm. <laughs> uh, <not really>. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't really. I just didn't really care for it. I didn't no. like that. She, like it was funny because she killed her dad with her telepathy, but then she brought base, Jason back with her telepathy. <laughs> So she did nothing. Yeah. She did like nothing she... good with her telepathy. <laughs> She's killing people she doesn't right. want to kill. She's bringing back serial killers. And I think it was like she was thinking about her dad, so it was like the power of love brought back Jason instead. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. no, yeah, yep. that was bad. But uh, then she ended up like bringing her dad back after all, but just long enough to help. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I thought I think that wasn't that supposed to be a dream sequence though. I, th- I honestly was it? No, I thought sure. that was. I thought that was that was supposed to be like canon. Oh, and then oh how okay, we got pulled okay. Back under? Well, but here's the thing. Here's the um, here's the yeah. thing because I was I was kind of I was kind of struggling with that because um, if that's not a dream sequence, that means that they just left his body down there yeah. for <laughs> ten years. Like yeah. they didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, they're like he's, he's down. Oh, we're just getting the fuck out. Oh, or you mean the dad? Yeah, the yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, well, he was like him. he was an abuse. He was an abusive yeah. asshole. So he was kind of a jerk. So yeah. Well. well okay. Still. You know. Yeah. I mean, I guess arguably the the cops in Crystal Lake are pretty useless. So <laughs> I guess I could. I well, guess and if I there's could a risk that. of retrieval, you don't really want to risk it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jason oh, oh, absolutely. Him, so that's, if know. I'm if I'm being paid a cop salary and they're like, hey, you got to go down and camp Chris. Here's some scuba gear. Go dive and get the remains of Jason. <laughs> You're like, screw you, sir. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do love the fact that yeah, he's just. The body's just been down there for like, I guess, it, and it's also the continuity of these films is very hard to figure yeah. out. But I guess by this point, he's been in that lake for at least like, I don't know, 12 years. So, hey, can mm-hmm. I ask, uh, Camp Crystal Lake, so the actual camp set, w- does anyone know where that was set? Because I'm was thinking it New Jersey? I think. Yeah, if I think they, it's New Jersey. If they have New not Jersey, taken, yeah. if they have not taken advantage of the fact that they are, they, oh, iconic, they do. Yeah, I think, oh, I think oh, okay. the camp is still there. Good. Yeah. I I read something that was like yeah the camp is still there and, and they very uh, heavily uh, lean on that so can yeah. you camp there? I, I think uh, I don't know I uh, what I, what I was I, reading made it sound like it was like an actual like summer camp. 
Hmm. Yeah, it was originally um, like a Boy Scout camp or something, and I think they do have like yearly uh, Friday the Thirteenth fests or something there, where people yeah. go and watch it outside and camp oh, there and fun. stuff. And then the rest yeah. of the year, it's just a regular camp for parents who hate their kids and want to traumatize them. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that was actually the original name of the camp, but it didn't go too well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on from The New Blood to uh, an- another film that coincidentally has new in the title. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> and this oh, one, okay. uh, so yeah, this was our 10th our movie. Uh, we had, let's see, let's see what our rankings are. Um, I'm actually going to let Renee uh, kick us off talking about this one because, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Bill had this, Bill had this at number 11. Uh, Paul and I agreed this was a solid number 10 out of 12, but Renee had it uh, top eight. She had it as number eight. Wow. So uh, Renee, why <laughs> defend your, defend your ranking here. <laughs> Okay, so there's a couple little things. I think, honestly, so I think part of it is is a teeny tiny bit of nostalgia because this was one that I really distinctly remember watching on TV when I was a kid, Mm. especially the opening scene where where little Corey Feldman is like, (gasps) the whole time. (laughs) I, and I, okay, so I thought the little boy, Reggie, was adorable. Uh, His older brother, I forget his name, um... He was, he's been in a couple other horror movies, not big parts. I think it was like, what was he in Return of the Living Dead or something? Um, are, you talking, are you talking about the guy who gets killed in the outhouse? Yes. Oh, that's Miguel Nunez, yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Miguel Nunez, thank you. Um, so I really like him. Okay, I know the scene was so stupid, <laughs> but the greaser guys were like, oh, rat a tat 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 so, it was so stupid and so funny. Can I, can I just say that there are, there are so many sequences in this movie. Like I I get I get that most like a majority of most of these movies is just set up for we're introducing characters to get killed. Right. Um. Most of them do it pretty quickly. This movie had so many sequences that went on so goddamn long. Yeah. <laughs> and the greasers was also what are the like were there greasers in the eighties or I don't even I don't know. know. Yeah, Sean. Maybe, maybe they're from a, a, a traveling. Yeah, they yeah they were traveling. They were the the cast of uh, Sean and I traveling. Yeah, yeah so I... you, have, you have the greasers. You have the weird redneck guy and his mom. Oh my god, uh, that, that really was just like, me. They're just like that woman was like forty. <laughs> it's like yeah. all right, you know, yeah. you know, greasers. Greasers had a longer lifespan than than anyone can understand if you didn't grow up at that time there's no reason why they should be there but i just want to point out my girlfriend dragged me to go see greece five times in the theater still holds the record <laughs> for the number of times in, in a one summer that i saw a movie sha na na was a big hit on tv and here get ready to have your mind blown sha na na played at woodstock and there were more <laughs> people watching them than there were watching um uh oh geez Jimi hendrix all right because watch, watch mm. the movie Woodstock, and Jimi Hendrix is out there just doing amazing stuff to nobody. Everyone's gone home. Everyone's <laughs> left at that point. Sha-na-na <laughs> just exhausted them from the standing ovation they gave Sha-na-na. Yeah, greasers were, were a big thing, and now it just seems like the dopiest thing in the world. If anyone dared showed mm. up in my school with that persona, they would be laughed out. By the kids who have no friends, they would be laughed out. 
just yeah. to be to be fair, Bill. Though I, I don't think that there are a lot of people who were at Woodstock who are now proudly telling their grandchildren that they actually saw Shanana live. <laughs> oh uh, no, probably, no, prob- no! They all were there while uh, Jimmy Hendrix saying. was doing the Star Spangled Banner. That's the story they tell. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Miguel Nunez getting killed in the outhouse. Some of those kills were pretty good, like the uh, tree true. tourniquet. Some of them were and- good. Uh, the, so that one is probably one of my favorite ki- like kills, and yeah. I, I like I couldn't I couldn't rationalize ranking this higher because of that. But yeah, that's a good that that is a pretty uh, pretty brutal one. I guess if it's any indication of like <laughs> they're really all that bad that I ranked it that high. <laughs> it really didn't yeah. take much. It didn't it's, take much for me to be like, I like yeah. this movie because of this 30 second clip. <laughs> I, I love too. like, as I was looking at these rankings, I was like, sometimes I'm like, ooh, someone's really going to defend their ranking here. Huh. But for this series, I was just assuming everyone was going to be like, eh, it wasn't as bad as the other ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, that's how I a lot of it for me. It was like, would I rather watch it or not? Hmm. Mm. This, oh, one, this, Go ahead, Bill. this one had Definitely. no chance with me. No chance. Because for one thing, it followed <laughs> one of one of the better ones, which also mm-hmm. not only was it one of the better ones, but in the title, it said the final chapter. <laughs> so the fact that they made <laughs> the fact that they make it, we follow the final chapter with a new beginning. And you're just like, wow, you're just slapping me in the face with contempt, aren't you? You'd better knock <laughs> this out of the park. And they did not, in fact, knock it out of the park. It's It's also got one of the worst twist endings ever. So we go from Friday 13th with one of the best shots <laughs> yes. to one of the lamest. Just everyone in the theater groaned. Groaned at the end. Uh, like, you know, they, they hung around for the post-credit sequence to get the bad taste out of their mouth, but alas, it never came. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, also, it also made me feel a little bit like they were ripping off Freddy, you know, the whole thing of here's a institution with the breakfast club kids. Oh, here's the goth kid. Here's the yeah. kid. Here's mm. this kid. She's yeah. got an eating disorder. He's a Nazi, you know, whatever. And they just, they all come mm. together and they get killed. Ah, eh, nothing. There's just nothing good about this. Just, you know, the, you know I, the only thing is I was thinking about it today. One thing you kind of give them credit to for is they, they, they sort of wanted to go back to what the, it feels like the first one, because again, yeah. This one, it was it was back to the who done it, right? It yeah. Was back to who's the murderer, and also this one, it turns out to be a parent getting revenge for the death of their disabled child. Mm-hmm. Think about that, because yeah. that's what the first one was, right? Because Jason right. was disabled and and you know died. This one, the, you know the the his son was disabled and gets you know murdered, and it's he's getting revenge for that. So I I I sit there and I go. Again, this is one where it's like, wow, if I think about it, I, but then you go, yeah, but if I had to watch it again, I, I really don't want right. to. <laughs> yeah, so you're, so you're saying it's uninvolving and unoriginal. So that's what it's got going for it. That no, it's... not a, I mean, no, I, th- I don't think it's not that unor- I think they actually were intentionally trying to do like a callback sure. to the first one. Okay, yeah. Um, but just did just unartfully and, and terribly. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 do, I, do, I do have an interesting note there, which is uh, in a parallel universe – where this movie was actually good and (laughs) successful. It actually was successful. Uh, This was, uh, I should, uh, again, I'll I'll go back real quick and recap for, uh, since we're jumping around. This is 1985, uh, released March 22nd. uh, It was was a $2.2 million budget and it made uh, just shy of $22 million. So still 
Good uh, return. Huge, huge money here. Um, but yeah, in a, in a world where like this was uh, like the fans liked this and it was a good film, um, when you think about it, this is kind of uh, setting up the Scream formula before Scream was a thing. Because mm. think of like you oh. like every think of it, every every installment there's a killer and you don't know who they so there could have been I don't know I, I imagine in a parallel universe there's a whole series of people donning the Jason mask and you don't know who it is until the end. Um, luckily this one <laughs> this one was so bad they didn't keep doing that. But yeah, uh, I, I kept wondering. It was funny too because I was like, why do they keep showing this paramedic? Like they keep lingering on him. And at the end I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, still stupid. Also, I realize that it's it, it's kind of integral to the story, but again, like the the, seer, the the whole sequence where he's killed and he's just like offering people like that's like ten minutes of my life I'll never get back. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's just not not great. I, I do I do kind of like wish, uh, and, and this is another thing that I, I was kind of thinking about um, in comparison to the Halloween movies. I think that the the the, the thing I really struggle with in this series is Jason does not have a consistent protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I, I oh. like, you know, every installment you have uh, a final girl who lives and then is either killed or uh, just written off completely. Um, with Tommy Jarvis, it was like, oh, yeah, okay. Now we finally have someone for him to, like, face off against. Uh, but mm-hmm. obviously he's not even in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was it was uh, it would have been nice if they had done this right. Uh, but, yeah. Very strange movie. Um, what do you do you, now, Bill? Like, do you like you said that the reaction wasn't great? Like, do you, was the was the general consensus like did did the uh, fans turn against the the series with this one or? I I think everyone just like no Jason nice. No I mean, at least Halloween <clears throat> three they tried something new, and whether you think it succeeded or failed, you know, everyone everyone knew that. The filmmakers were, were trying to do something. This was just the Friday the Thirteenth is Jason. It's one and the same. If 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 you don't have Jason, don't make the movie. If you're tired of Jason, just stop making them. This is this is it is what it is. There's no new beginnings. There's no new blood. <laughs> there's no new chapters. You can make a good Jason movie. You can make a bad Jason movie. But if you're gonna do a Friday the Thirteenth, just make a Jason movie. That that That's, should be. Uh... That that should be the the tagline for the part thirteen <laughs> legacy sequel. No right. new beginnings, no new chapters. No new blood. Oh man, how about okay? A legacy sequel. Sorry, go ahead. No, one thing you said, Tommy. What Tommy was in this one? That was the whole point, wasn't it? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it was like, oh, cool. Finally, we're getting a consistent protagonist. Right. Only it's it's a total waste in this movie. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I misunderstood. I was like, wait a second. I was, I was got confused for a second. I, I want to now. I want a Lego <laughs> sequel where you find that someone's hunting Jason. At the end, it turns out that it's the uh, brother of one of the greasers who was killed in this <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. I will. I will say one other thing. This is a a terrible, terrible movie. Um, <laughs> but it is actually, it is actually made way better by there. There's a fantastic song slash music video. Uh, there's a, a, a group called Wolfie's Just Fine. Does anyone, anyone uh, know what that's a reference to? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. There's a, a T2 reference. So you already know it's going to be a great uh-huh. band. Um, <laughs> oh, but they yeah, have a, th- yeah, they have a song called A New Beginning and it is a great song. It is a 
fantastic music video. I'm going to drop some screen caps mm. here into our chat. I know no one can see these if you're just listening, but um, where they, they basically like recreate some of the scenes from the movie. And the, the whole idea is like, it's uh, it's a like someone who was a a kid watching this this movie uh, like as a little kid and getting being terrified by it. So hmm. uh, I I encourage everyone to go check that out again. It's yeah, it's a new beginning by uh, Wolfie's just fine, and uh, yeah, that's uh, probably the, the the nicest thing I can say about this movie is that it inspired a really great uh, music video. So, uh, okay, let's move on and talk about, uh, where are we here? Let me, let me go down our list here. Oh, yeah, talking about, uh, speaking of final films in this franchise, <laughs> let's go to uh, all the way to 1993 for a film that doesn't even have Friday the 13th in the name because New Line, <laughs> New Line bought the rights to Jason but could not get the rights to Friday the 13th because the rights Amazing. to this franchise. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So they had to name it Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. And, uh, Bill, I'm going to let you kick off this conversation and then tell you why you're wrong uh, because you had this. <laughs> yeah. you, had, you, had this, you had this ranked number seven. Yeah. Um, now, Paul and Renee are also wrong. You both had this ranked number nine. I had this number 11, just a, a hair ahead of the remake. <laughs> but why, why, like, what do you like about this movie? Very little. I'm telling you, the, it, once, you get past, <laughs> once you get past number six, Perfect. as far as I'm concerned, you know, everything else is just, again, shit sandwich or shit soup. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I was just in the mood for soup. It, it could go, it goes <laughs> down faster. <laughs> um Okay, so what what is there about this? Um, uh, I mean, this is sort of the end of all the the Jason, the original Jason stuff and everything. It's the well, okay, immediately it's it's the final Friday. So again, they're insulting us, but maybe they really intended that was what was going to happen. Except clearly they didn't, because this the one thing that this has going for it is the very literally the last shot the last shot in the film mm-hmm. which is is a th- is thin gruel to, to a success <laughs> on actually once again the audience instead of going eh, we're like whoa and then it's like lights come on we have mm. to go home we're like wait that's it that, you know, huh but the promise oh ooh, there actually will be maybe a good movie coming out of this and there was a good movie that came out of it. i mean relatively good um i mean this is more of the uh, you know we We've run out of ideas on how to kill people, remarkably enough. So now we got to go all the way into complete. Um, <laughs> okay, wait, wait a minute. Now this is the one. Let me think about this. This is the one where... that opens with the. Uh, or am I thinking of Jason X? Is this the one that uh, they all blend together? That opens with him like being <laughs> like hit by SWAT teams and stuff. Yes. Yes. Oh and and yes. I will yes. say, I will say, the opening is one of the few parts of this film I actually like because mm-hmm. it's the woman's like going to the shower, and then it turns mm-hmm. out, oh, it was actually bait, which is kind of clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, that's that, yeah. So the first time I watched, it, I was like, oh wow, this is actually going to be pretty good. Right. And then the rest yeah. of the movie happened. Okay, so it has a good beginning <laughs> and it has a good ending, and that's why it managed to squeeze its way all the all the way up to number seven. But really, it should not feel <laughs> proud about winning that race because it was racing <laughs> against a bunch of kids in wheelchairs with no wheels. And, wow. and yeah, so it's 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 a pretty terrible movie. But I, there's just something so so weird about it. The whole 
the guy eating the heart. You know, Jason is now God. completely into weirdness, and there's worms, and uh, you know, mm. it's got the are kind of cool. It's completely mm-hmm. nonsensical. Um, you know, Jason's now purely into the supernatural, and I guess, well, I guess this is where we're, we're going, whether we like it or not. No, it's not a good movie. It, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> hold up to repeated viewings or even one viewing, but it's just to me it just doesn't. And and I know I know I put one film that I'm pretty sure everyone else rated rated higher. I'm I'm taking these things kind of personally here. You know, uh, <laughs> the disappointment because you know going to see like part two and being so disappointed that it was so far away from part one and the hmm. repeated new bloods. And uh, promises that we're going to take Manhattan that are completely unrealized. <laughs> it's like, guys, you're just like, you're just lying to me. At least he did go to hell. So, <laughs> Fair enough. I feel like oh, I feel even... like an abused spouse watching these films as a fan of horror movies. They're just like, we're going to make you watch 12 of these. Like, really? That seems like an awful lot. Do you have enough uh, material? <laughs> oh, no, no, not at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but you know, one impression. thing, it, one you know, one thing this does have that that does knock it. That's why it's at least marginally higher on mine. Mm-hmm. It's got little oh. Leslie Jordan yeah. in it. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. <laughs> so random. So does Frankenstein General Hospital, and we won't talk about. Yeah, that, so. well, yeah. <laughs> but he 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 was really good at playing Leslie Jordan characters. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so just just to rewind a little bit again for people who don't have um, all the all the facts in front of them, they really they really care. Uh, this is actually the only Friday the Thirteenth film to be released in the '90s. Came out August 13, nineteen ninety three. Had a budget of three million dollars, according to uh, mm. Numbers dot com, and I don't know if I believe that. It looks like it cost about a tenth of that. Um, and it, it, but it's, it didn't make it, it, this is when the the franchise was basically dead. Uh, it was the 87th top grossing film of the year with uh, a little shy of $16 million, but still that's $16 million on a $3 million budget. So these movies were like still making a profit, uh, Mm. even though fewer, yeah, fewer people were going to see them. Yeah. I mean, uh, Renee, Paul, I have a lot of comments, negative comments, but either of you want to weigh in before I do. I mean, uh, oh, (laughs) No, I don't have a whole lot to say, honestly. I just, I did not like that he's no longer Jason, but he's like this Mm -hmm. weird entity. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't, I just didn't like the weird, like the guy and he was so serious. And then he was like breaking Steven's fingers. Like that was super Mm -hmm. weird and intense. Yeah. It's like, Um, you got to pay a price. Like what? That that, that was like, that didn't make any sense. Makes no sense. But I did leave a note that said, get you a, get you a friend like Steven because he will go all the way for you. So, Mm. you know, and Tango the Wonder Dog. That, that's my star of the show, Tango the Wonder Dog. Hmm. Well, and, and they went Halloween 2 on us with this one. Oh, you're, you know, you're Jason's, was it Jason's sister? Right. Or, yes. Yeah, wasn't it? When, like, Aaron Gray was Jason's sister, and you're like, what the fuck? Arf. When did we get into Halloween 2 territory? I thought they went Halloween yeah. but, 5 you know. on this. You know, they're, try, they're trying to create this mythos with mm. the, the bloodline and this and that, and I was waiting for a cult to show up, and oh, okay. All right, whatever. At least oh, I guess, the only I guess other thing it makes is sense right. now that, that, I mean, the fact that he can come back from anything, it clearly at a certain point, Jason Jason jumped the shark on, on whether he's a living flesh and blood creature to being just pure zombiedom, and this one just takes it to the ultimate level, I guess. 
Yeah. And you know, the thing is, I do kind of like his kind of goopiness in this one when when you mm. do see him, where it's you know it's it's just kind of like his the mask has grown into his face and uh, um, yeah. that was kind of cool. But the only other thing is also it's got the 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 male lead. Well, the one of the the one whose fingers are broken, John mm-hmm. DeLamay. What else was he in? What we're not going to talk about, which is Friday the Thirteenth, the series. Oh. <laughs> oh, he was he was the main guy on Friday the Thirteenth, the series. He was oh, the, I had no the idea. Young guy. Well, well, well. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, why does this guy look familiar? Like, holy fuck, it's the guy from Friday the Thirteenth, the series. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So, uh, let yeah. it rip. Which, suck? which for for those of you who don't know, was a series that had absolutely nothing to do with the Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> <laughs> film series. It was just like named Friday the Thirteenth, and I think it had like the same logo because, uh, yeah, reasons. Um, no, I mean, so to me, uh, so yeah, this movie came out in '93. Uh, rewatching it now, this really feels like something that should have gone to straight to video. I don't know like how this ended up being a th- theatrical film. Uh, yeah, the fact that we're nine installments in and we're adding <laughs> all of this lore about A, Jason has, like, uh, I guess a half-sister. B, he's uh, immortal and can, like, jump into different bodies. Um, I actually kind of liked, uh, like, Creighton Duke. I like the concept of having a, a Jason bounty hunter. But uh, they also just totally screwed that up because, because uh, due to the fact that they're introducing all of this stupid lore they have to have a character show up and explain it all <laughs> which is pretty much what he does um like uh, this is actually something that uh, kind of comes up in one of the other movies but uh, i do kind of like the idea of like someone hunting jason but yeah uh very like i think stephen williams is actually decent in this movie but uh yeah it's just it's all just extremely stupid it's it yeah it doesn't really feel like a friday to the 13th movie in fact uh it feels like uh, something that's been done before and it's been done better because uh, I was watching this. I was like, why does this feel so familiar? And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, I already watched this movie. It starred Kyle MacLachlan and it came out in yeah. 1987. Yeah. It was called The Hidden. Yep. It was a, a pretty cool movie. <laughs> and yeah. uh, which for those of you who don't know, is about like this alien that uh, that is it can like uh, jump into different people's bodies. And it actually does like it's this little warm thing that comes out of your oh mouth. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. That's right. Uh, yeah, it is. yeah. It's a great but, movie. Uh, and good th- luck finding it. It's never streaming. I've tried. I've wanted to do it on decades of horror, and it's never streaming. So, whatever. Oh, that can be one of our um, episodes on best movies that are never streaming. Yeah, and, and, and there you go. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Just, what is, just ev- I'm sorry. What was oh. the name of that? Uh, the hidden. Hidden. Thank you. Yeah. yeah In fact, uh, I think we we talked about the hidden. Uh, if you go back and listen to last year's episode, because I believe it was directed by. Uh, God, I cannot remember the the name of the director, but uh, he he also made uh, Nightmare on Elm Street too. So, oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Just just everything about this movie is incredible. It's like okay, this movie. I think you you actually kind of hit the nail on the head, Bill. Like, there's something about low budget '80s movies which is like yeah. excusable and almost like endearing. And <laughs> when you get into low budget '90s movies, they just look cheap and uh, they look like something that would have been straight to video. So. Yeah, that's that's uh that's pretty much how I feel about this. I don't understand, uh, and also the fact that like New Line bought the rights to Friday, or they they bought the rights to the character. Obviously, they were very intent on uh making some Jason movies. So the first thing they do is go and make a movie that totally rewrites his uh lore <laughs> and <laughs> really has 
has very little to do with. I don't know. It just it just does not make any so sense weird. at all. I, I guess I guess there is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you have to respect the fact they were trying to do something new, but uh, just it just did not work. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> that's all I gotta oh, say about just, that. Just one other thing came to mind. Isn't this the one that had the Necronomicon in it? Isn't it at one uh, point when they're like it in has the yes. It, it has, an, and not only that, it has the uh, the the crate from uh, Creepshow. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously it's obviously made by people who like like horror films, which is actually weird to me that they would put all those little tidbits in there, and then it's just a very shitty movie. Um, but I guess that goes to show that not all horror fans can make horror movies. Nope. So, <laughs> um, and again, like all of these movies, by the way, like. I remember on our Nightmare on Elm Street series, I kept talking about the writers and directors and the other things that they had done and, and the, the the other things that I enjoyed from them. And almost all of the people involved in these movies have like nothing else basically on their film. Like the ones that the ones who have done other things, it's just absolutely nothing I've ever heard of. So like if I told you this, this one is directed by Adam Marcus and written by Dean Laurie and, and Jay Hughley. Um, I have never heard those names before and you know, I'm a, we're all pretty big horror fans. So, okay, well, uh, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to simpler times. Let's go back to the eighties. Uh, um, and, uh, let's, let's actually, let's actually change scenery because, uh, Jason has been puttering around Crystal Lake for quite some time, killing campers and counselors. Uh, but what happens when he takes the big apple? That's right. Uh, our our number eight installment is uh 1989's friday the 13th part eight uh jason takes manhattan or uh as it should be probably more appropriately titled jason takes a boat to manhattan uh jason takes a cruise Um, that's what he does jason takes a cruise he does i don't know uh Paul, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, for no particular reason, I'll let you, I'll let you kick this off. Bill, Bill actually had this as his number ten. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's, Paul's uh, had it at number eight, and Renee and I had it tied at number seven. But mm-hmm. uh, Paul, do you have any strong feelings about this one? Either way, <laughs> I guess that's well, what I should be I, asking. I, that, what are your thoughts? But do you have any thoughts whatsoever? I, I, I like Slimy Jason. I, I, mm. I did like the design of Slimy Jason, but I was like, how many kids are in this? Well, first of all. So Crystal Lake now all of a sudden is somehow contiguous with the Atlantic Ocean, mm. apparently, because uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, they get out to sea. And I, then I, I did have a, a quick question. Uh, Paul, are you yeah. from New Jersey or am I just no. being very racist because you're Italian? So I assume you're from New Jersey. No, you're not. <laughs> Bill, no, you're no. From... My family's actually from my family's actually from uh, my parents were grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. So. Okay. So your family's from New York, Bill, your, your family's uh, you're, you're from New York, right? Yeah, I was born in Staten Island. Um, Okay. Okay. There you go. So I guess question for both of you, when you are on the coast of like New Jersey, New York, uh, do you have, do you see mountains like you see <laughs> in this movie? Yes. Yes. You see curious. mountains yeah? of trash, mountains of toxic waste <laughs> <laughs> of New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so like, uh, so yeah, I just, here, I, t- I took a, a screenshot of my favorite, um, <laughs> Like you don't you don't see you don't see towering oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, mountains like in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, that's actually is that actually New Jersey New Jersey that's trash? Mount Jersey. Is that that's that Mount is? Jersey right there. Mount Jersey, <laughs> okay. yeah. It's the landfill. Yeah. There's oh many yeah. many a good story is buried there. <laughs> I, I, just, Jimmy, I love I, Jimmy Hoffman waving at you from the very top. 
I, I love it. I love it how you can tell when these movies switch from being shot in New Jersey to being shot in California to being shot in Canada. Um, anyway, sorry, Paul. Yeah. yeah, continue. No, no, but yeah, and so in other words, I mean, it makes no sense that all of a sudden they they got on, they're on a and also the cruise ship. There's what? How many kids are on the uh, um, in this this graduating class? Like ten. There's there's like hardly any kids there, and then it looks like they're on an old like repurposed trawler or something. I mean, this, this, this is hardly even like a small cruise ship. This oh, is like God. oh, here's where we store the fish. So, um, but I did like slimy Jason, and I do like. Uh, speaking of slimy people, uh, mm. the guy, the the one who plays like the principal or whatever mm. he is, like, because he's been in, he was in a bunch of stuff. I can't remember what the actor's name was because I'm terrible. But uh, <laughs> but that was a, so weird to see him in this. I was like, what the hell is he doing in this movie? Yeah. So although, uh, well, in is he in his defense, he's actually not super. He, he, well, I guess he's slimy in different ways because the one the one student does like proposition him, and he's like, no, get away from me. So oh, that's um, true. Yeah, and then. He's, he, yeah, he definitely drowned his daughter. No, oh, he, he was. That's why I said he's. he's well, it was that ways. misguided. It was that misguided. Oh, yeah, I'm going to teach them to swim by pushing him into the water thing. See, it was. It was. <laughs> he was misguided. Misguided abuse. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, so, again, I love how so many of these, uh, and there are a couple of them that do that, but they they have these weird they they introduce characters and they're like oh by the way this character has some history with Jason that we have never mentioned before <laughs> and in her case it was like yeah getting almost drowned in the in crystal lake well so so my feelings on this film actually was when i was watching i was like i wonder if they really when they originally wrote this they wanted this to be the character from part 7 Mm-hmm. To be psychic girl because all of a sudden mm, this girl has yeah. these weird mm-hmm. psychic connection to Jason. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I wonder if they wrote it that way and then they just decided not to because it sure seemed like it to me. Mm-hmm. But um, so now I wasn't really too just too bothered by the fact that you know two thirds of the film are not in Manhattan. I mean they eventually <laughs> get there, but I think they 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 kind of squander a lot of the opportunities they had with that. But I thought it was weird that he was hearing it a dude voice and not his mom like hmm. where'd the dude come from uh i like that the, the it was it was super weird though with the teacher like your teacher drives you out to the boat like all right whatever inappropriate relationship this is <laughs> but she gave her stephen king's pen which i thought like hmm. okay that's kind of yeah. cool um but there was like i don't know it was god the hair and everything and the chick with the guitar i kind of love that he killed her with the guitar good yeah um, well nobody's yeah that, that shot was actually really good I, I i did note that there are some there are some interesting kills and that shot was good when he when he kills uh kelly who on the on the dance floor and the music just stops yeah um, there's some mm-hmm. there are a couple of moments in this movie yeah um, well I, I do like actually when the one guy fights him on the roof mm, yeah and he's like, I had and that, he's as like well. and that was actually kind of cool i like that he's like all right screw it i'm just gonna i'm gonna do my best and then he's just like he's exhausted like, just give him you know and he punches his block off, knocks his yeah. block off. But, uh, I, you know. I, I, I like that. I kind of like that, too, because it was the the idea that, like, even this dude who's obviously, like, a really good boxer, like, he can just, like, Jason just stands there and takes it, and then you exhaust right. yourself, and then he literally kills you in one yeah. hit. Yeah. Um, and a shout-out to Toby. Toby's a good boy. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Ace, and I would like everyone to know that he was in the <laughs> 1992 uh, movie The Odyssey, starring Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Oh, and there was some really great trivia. I am, you know, our favorite IMDb trivia. Oh, God. Yeah. One line said, <sighs> yeah, okay. it just said, is a dog. 
The next <laughs> entry said, is a border collie. Uh. <laughs> Classic oh. IMDb trivia. Oh, man. I, I was, it's actually funny. I was looking through some IMDb trivia for these movies, and some of it is just, like, so obviously not true. Right. Um, so I don't even bother looking at it anymore. Oh, let me let me just say, yeah, let me say about this movie. This one's number 10 and easily could have slipped into number 11. This one pisses me <laughs> off because I was in the theater watching when the trailer for this came on and the audience mm. is that the teaser ape shit. They lo- the trailer was great. It slow reveal, oh. you know, they're showing the big city. I, f- I forget exactly how it goes, but they're showing the city, the city that never sleeps. Dun, 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 whatever. And we slowly pan around and it's Jason. And then Jason takes Manhattan. And I don't know. I may have been going to see the notebook. I don't know what it was. It was not. A, who knows? But everyone <laughs> cheered like finally <laughs> something new, something different. This is great. You could every every single one of the people in that audience went home that night. And when they put their head on the pillow, dreamed the screenplay for Jason takes Manhattan. There's so mm. much opportunity. Hey, does he does he show up on off Broadway and kill a bunch of bad actors? Yay! Does he does he uh, does he lead a group <laughs> of homeless people? Does he does he go after some corrupt politicians? Yay! I mean, there's so many things you could do in New York. Mm. Does he go there and he's beaten up by homeless people and corrupt politicians? Does it turn out that that New York is too much for even Jason? It's so awful that even Jason runs back to 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 Camp Crystal Lake. It's like you know the country mouse and the city mouse story. Oh, who knows? So many things you could do. All you had to do, all you had to do was do what the title said. Have him go to Manhattan <laughs> and take it. Take it by God. Not- <laughs> and then it's like, did they make a movie that was actually called Jason Takes a Cruise? And then when it was over, they woke up from their Coke binge <laughs> and said, oh, my God, we have made an absolute piece of shit. We're gonna- this movie's going to lose money. We're going to be the first people to lose money on a Friday 13th movie. What can we do? And someone suggested this. They're like, oh, where were you when we were writing the script? That's a great idea. We're going to call it that and just lie about it. Let's go film, you know, 10 minutes of New York stuff and slap it in at the end. Oh, this movie is such a wasted opportunity. It's hard to think of a Friday 13th as saying, oh, like like Paul, you squandered an opportunity. (laughs) But by golly, they did. They absolutely did. And they took a movie that if they'd made even an average film based on the premise of the film it would have easily been in the top six would it have been great art Mm -hmm. probably not although you know what that's this is the sort of crazy idea that if you if you just embrace it and go for it people will have a good time and say yeah that was that was a fun one that they they all should have been like this and instead they did the exact opposite and i don't know what would they think what did they think was going to happen I don't understand movies that the marketing is telling you one thing and the movie, the actual movie is something else. It's like you got you got a depressing Billy Crystal movie about a giant who dies. Let's market it as a wacky, zany comedy about a guy and a giant. <laughs> Won't people be upset when they go to the movie and it's really depressing? Yeah, but by that point, we got their ticket. You know, if you're there for more than 45 minutes, you can't get your money back. Oh, my God. Hopefully they won't <laughs> talk about it. You know, I just I don't know. Yeah, this is this is just it's not the worst movie. And actually, the New York stuff is pretty cool. You know, like you say, the boxing match and everything. The goodness, the relative goodness of that section just makes me even more angry. My my one of my top notes on here is I am 
still to this day waiting for Jason to take Manhattan. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 a huge waste. Uh, there are a couple, like I said, there are a couple little things I like about this movie. Uh, yeah, like some of the kills are stylistic. Um, I do like uh, uh, Alex uh, Diakun or Diakun. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, he's the guy who plays the uh, the like uh, ship panned or whatever. I, I love him. He's the stand-in for the the crazy Ralph character from the first. Two oh, movies. the Harbinger guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's you're all gonna die. Um, really like him. Uh, yeah. He's a Canadian actor that I, I, I he pops up and stuff all the time. Okay, I actually I ha- I do have another question though uh, regarding the end of the movie. Uh, maybe Paul or Bill, you can answer this. Uh, is it true? Is it true that New York floods its sewer system with toxic waste every twenty-four hours? No, it's every twelve hours. The, <laughs> I just love this. The the sewer technicians like we got to get out of here because they flood the sewer system with toxic waste. Yeah, seems um, it's absolutely yeah. true. Okay. Listen, if if we didn't do that, New Jersey would be uninhabitable. <laughs> you, know, you, you gotta flush it. You gotta somewhere. flush it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, also, the, pr- the problem is the giant mountain of of uh, the landfill that you saw in in the earlier scene in the film. Uh, okay, it's it's too high and it rains a lot and it just all comes down. Oh, you know, it, they should have made it like a bowl. Just run off. But no, and it's this is the runoff <sighs> from there. You know, it's a big city. There's yeah. a lot of people. You know, it's easy to sit back and criticize how New York handles its toxic situation, but you're not there. You know, tough decisions have to be made. <laughs> God, that was stupid. Oh, man. But, you know, I, I bet a lot of people leave that. And um, you know what? Listen, I want to make Hollywood an offer right now. I've, I've done this before. I will work at half price to write the script for the next Friday the 13th movie, which will be Jason Takes Manhattan, this time for real. And, okay, and that, that's basically it and everything. But here's here's the thing: it opens, oh, and this is going to be great. It, it opens on a cruise ship. It opens on a cruise ship, and the audience at this point, and and this is the trick: you can only make this last as long as before they, you know, before you think they would burn the place down. So, like a five minute thing where it looks like the whole movie is going to be on a cruise ship again, and then like people get up and they're looking at the view and they realize they are about to crash into New York City because, and then we switch to like the captain's thing, and he, it's, a, it's a decapitated head. He's just like there's there's just bodies all over the place, and they plow into New York, and there's carnage and explosions, and like walking out of the Hindenburg, there's Jason. Boom, and then the rest of it takes place in New York. Haven't worked out all the details, but it involves a lot of people getting killed, okay? So I think I got a handle on this. But the important thing is <laughs> seven minutes of cruise footage and then 90 minutes of New York. The exact opposite of what we got. Yes. Now, are you still going to end up with him being like flooded with toxic waste and, and turning into baby Jason, child Jason again? <laughs> well, I mean, after what happened to New York last week, doesn't that seem a lot more uh, realistic? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and it's it's funny because as, as as stupid as that is, I was I uh, like I, I didn't watch a ton of behind the scenes stuff for any of these movies, but I did see there's a random ass uh, cut scene where you like see the like zombie Jason's mouth and like kid Jason is coming out of it. Oh my god! It makes no sense. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. I'll see if it's on YouTube. I'm sure it is. I'll link it. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. I have no wow, idea man. how it would have fit into the narrative. Um. Yeah. Well, apparently, apparently, audiences did not appreciate uh, the bait no. and switch here. Uh, this was a uh, this cost. I think it was uh, a record at the time, five million dollars uh, mm. for these movies, and it only made fourteen million dollars at the box office. So, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, almost. And I think this was actually uh, why Paramount sold the rights to Jason after this, because this movie did so poorly. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I will say one one final note. If you are, uh, it sounds like we're all a fan of the uh, the premise of this movie much more than yeah. we are the actual film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you like this premise, uh, check out there is a uh, a great comic book series by someone who basically said, "Hey, what if this movie was actually good?" Uh, oh, it's wow. called <laughs> Maniac. Uh, yeah, it's called Maniac of New York, uh, and it's about a ba- what basically a, a Jason Voorhees character. Um, who is like he stalks New York? They don't. Uh, there's backstory that they haven't explained yet, but it, it basically sounds like he was a, a Jason type character at a Crystal Lake t- uh, type setting, and somehow he got to New York, and uh, now he's basically just stalks New York. Occasionally, he shows up in, uh, in places and just kills a bunch of people. Uh, they have like a whole uh, maniac task force that's supposed to be hunting him down. It's a lot of fun. There's uh, it's uh, the 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 publisher unfortunately I think went bankrupt, so they're uh, oh. There are like two mini series out, and there's one that started like a year ago, and I don't know if it'll ever finish. But yeah, Maniac yeah. New York, okay, uh, check cool. it out. There are at least two like, yeah, two graphic novels, two trade paperbacks. You can get. Hey, can I can I just um, mention one thing to, to give you a sense of yeah the slim pickings on how of of horror movies in the late '80s. The '80s was such a good decade for horror movies, but it ended poorly. This movie came out. It was uh, they say it was faced some strong competition. That's one of the reasons it didn't do too well, besides being a piece of shit. Uh, the strong competition was <laughs> A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, Halloween 5, oh The Revenge of Michael Myers, <laughs> and Fright Night Part 2, which is the only halfway decent one of the batch. We were, we were suffering from useless sequels. And uh, yeah, lack wow. of imagination, and this was the kind of garbage we had to deal with. It's interesting that Halloween and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5 came out at the same time friggin friday the 13th eight like yeah you would i don't know for some reason the timing i would well surprises me there was more friday the 13th out by then remember in the 80s they put out yeah they put out eight installments they had one almost every single year for that's a good point they did and they Um, they thank god they offered those recaps because we might have forgotten what happened (laughs) oh yeah yes (laughs) what's the premise what's the motivation yeah. Like, this is not the evil bong. What are you guys doing? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think I think that's actually a good place to leave it. Uh, thus concludes our final episode of our Friday the 13th rankings. Oh, but wait. Uh, wait. We actually obviously haven't gotten through. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I guess we're going to have to do uh, a new beginning Watch episode this. because. We... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's our. I see that's what our... you did there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh... Oh God, I'm, I'm committed to my bit, okay? Um, <laughs> so, so we've covered our top pick and our bottom five, but what about the, what about parts seven through two or, or seven through two? I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you understand what I'm trying to say. What yeah. I'm trying to say is um, if you come back here in uh, two weeks oh. or, oh, oh my God, uh, oh, don't sorry. get angry. Um, there yeah, there may only be three of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you come, well, anyways, if you come back just in time for uh, for Halloween on Friday the twenty seventh, uh, we'll be uh, talking. We'll be releasing our next installment because yeah, I lied. Uh, this wasn't our final installment, much like the makers of the Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> films. Um, yeah, come on back. We'll be talking about. We'll be wrapping up, and obviously there are only six movies left, so you know which six are in the the top six. But which order will they be in? Uh, you'll have to tune in and find out. So, um, yeah, join us next time and uh, have a have a wonderful 
uh, night. That's all I got to say. Anyone else want to? Anyone else have anything to say? Bye. 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 <laughs> Friday, the 13th. <laughs>